Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. My guy, you guys were not going to be competitive in December, and you're not going to be competitive this game. Okay. You're going to be disrespectful. Now you're being disrespectful. No, no, no. He started it. He started it. Three days later. For heavy pressure, they were bringing sauce. Number six. That Manny is what we call keeping receipts. <laughs> There's a very popular uh, New York radio host yeah. that our, our guest knows pretty well. And he has this saying. He says, in life, there are winners and there are losers. And today, Manny, I feel like a winner. How are you feeling today, Manny? Like a loser. I'll, I'll, I'll bite it. I'll bite it. <laughs> I, I feel like a big loser. But uh, alas, go ahead, bro. All right. Well, before we get into the game and everything, we have a very special guest. Very uh, special. I mean, if you are a Jets fan, you know who this guy is. He is basically the face of the Jets fandom. Can, can I add to that real quick? It's not yeah. just if you're a Jets fan. If you're an AFC East divisional opponent and you've played the Jets, it's impossible that you've watched the game and haven't seen this man before. But go ahead. <laughs> well, he is gracious enough to join us today after a big victory. So I'd like to welcome in Mr. Fireman Ed. Thank you very much for joining us today, Mr. Fireman Ed. Glad to, glad to be able to come on your show. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I saw you hyping up the crowd yesterday, so I'm sure you had a good time yesterday. We did. We did have a good time. Um, you know, uh, it's a long time coming. I mean, obviously, you know, all the deal. I mean, we, we lost 12 games in a row at, in, in the AFC East. Um, the Dolphins has pretty much beaten us up, especially the last few years. And um, yeah, it was nice to get a win. Well, I kept hearing about a MetLife takeover, but they didn't sound very loud. No, I'll tell you, there was a, there was a good amount of Dolphin fans there. I'd say it was probably I'm going to say twenty to twenty five thousand. There was a good 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 amount of Dolphin fans there for sure. Well, why weren't they making noise then? Well, they didn't have a lot to cheer about. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. The first play kind of uh, went south on them early. So, yeah, uh, that, 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 that's what I was looking for. Thank you, sir. <laughs> went south on them early. And uh, yeah, they, they, they had some times where they were getting a little uh, getting a little loud. But um, you know what? The 55,000, 60,000 Jeff fans that were there were, were loud. They did their part. Yeah, man. It, it, was, it was good. Through the TV, it felt like it was some energy that – that I hadn't really seen in a while. And I was explaining to Manny, yes, or last week, I'm sorry, last week, where I thought that there's a certain energy that comes on home, home openers that you just don't really get the rest of the season. But I felt like this week with Zach Wilson coming in as the quarterback and being 2-2, two and two, I felt that we were going to get that home opener feel that you only get usually in the first game, but we were going to get that on Sunday. And I, I feel like that's what kind of what I felt through the TV. Uh-huh. Well, listen – there hasn't been a lot to be cheer about, right? Mm -hmm. So we haven't won. It's an understatement. We haven't won many games at home. Um, last year we won four games. I mean, uh, and I, I think we only won one or two at home. So it was, uh, you know, the, the fan base is like I said today on my Instagram. I'm fine at forty two on yep. Instagram. Um, you know what? The fan base is so hungry. They 
are dying for something. And yep. finally, listen, Joe Douglas and and uh, Rob Sala, Coach Sala, listen, they formed a team that you got a young, hungry nucleus. And the sky's the limit. You know, uh, you got to stay healthy. But, um, you know, when you have a young team like that, they don't know what they don't know. Right. They, mm -hmm. They're playing, man. They're going out. You got to remember, all these guys are from big-time programs, most of them. And they just – they used to win in. They want to win. So they and, come – it don't matter. They're looking to win. They're expecting to win. Ex exactly. They, well, that, that, they that, mold Jets. They don't – because that wasn't them. So they don't care, you know? Well, the, and that's the point that I wanted to, to bring up because, like you said, they're used to winning. And everybody keeps bringing up, oh, do you guys know that you guys hadn't won a divisional game in the last 12 games or whatnot? They're all like, I didn't know that, and I don't care because I wasn't here for those 12 games. This is a new core. Although the fan base has suffered through that, the guys on the field, they're, they used to winning. They come from big programs. It, it's a different culture in the locker room right now. It is. It's, and it's a growing culture. You know, um, like anything, listen, I think the Dolphins are a good team. I mean, I, I just I think they are. Um you know, they had some problems, you know, tour, obviously. I mean, that's a whole nother story. Right. Uh, but they still have, you know, they have a lot of weapons. They got a lot of, uh, their lines are pretty good. The line is very good. So, uh, you know, we, we beat a good team yesterday. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. And before we get into the game, because I did want to get into the game, I did have one quick question for you. <laughs> we had Frank from Gotham City Crew a couple weeks ago, and he mm -hmm. told us he always wears 85 for Wesley Walker. I, I was kind of curious. Why do you always wear forty-two? Um, for Bruce Harper. When I uh, when I started becoming a Jeff fan, I didn't start becoming a Jeff fan until uh, 74, 75. My brother Frank okay. was um, my older brother, and he got season tickets uh, to the Jets. Before okay. I liked the Dolphins and I liked the Cowboys when I was a kid. So okay. uh, and when I became at fifteen years old, he got season tickets. So he says, "Why don't you come to a Jet game?" So I went to a Jet game. Uh, how he lured me there. I was playing football. <laughs> I wound up running. I, I gave my father my equipment. I We used to live in College Point, which was by Flushing, where, where the old Shea Stadium was. Right. So I down College Point Boulevard over to Flushing Bay Bridge. I'm underneath the Grand Central with tailgating. And my brother, older brother, goes, here, here's a shot of Irish mist. <laughs> I, I, he goes, you like that? Said, yeah. He goes, you want another one? Looks at me, bites his lip, and he goes, don't tell mom. <laughs> so we went, I drank, I had a good time. He goes to me, you want to come back? I said, yeah. He goes, you're going to be a Jeff fan? I said, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I like that story. You don't know what you don't, you know, just like I said before, you don't yep. know what you know. So what happened was back years ago, because I'm 63, years mm -hmm. ago, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Steelers. And those were the teams that were on TV. Right. All the time. Right. It was, it was 2, 4, 5, 7, 9, 11. That's it. And so we would have to see those teams most of the time. So when you were a kid, if you don't know Allegiance, my father was a baseball fan. So he, yeah. he wasn't a football fan. So yeah. I the best teams. Yeah, of course. Then my brother got me into the Jets, and I've been suffering ever since. We have a one world championship, and that's from seven. This is my 49th season with season tickets, and we haven't won anything. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, if you would have stuck with the Dolphins, you still wouldn't have won anything anyway. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, it's all yeah. the same. You would have enjoyed Dan Marino, I guess, but you wouldn't have won anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's true. They Listen, they, they, they had their run there in 72 and 73, I think. So, uh, yeah. We, we do have a point, and I, I don't know if Danny forgot to bring it up, but um, on my show a couple of weeks ago, I'm sorry, last week, actually, we interviewed Richmond Webb, and Richmond Webb had a had a fun story, a funny story about you. Um, <laughs> so he's discussing the, the midnight miracle that happened oh, yeah. Yeah. way back when, and he goes, you know, we went into the locker room, you know, on our high horses, and Brian Cox is just yapping at us that, you know, we're going to come back, we're going to come back. And he goes, after that game, all I could see was that, who's that one fan, that fireman guy? And I'm like, oh, that's Fireman Ed. He's like, man, I just felt like going up there and shutting him up. <laughs> and Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas, they were – I used to go back and forth with 
uh, Jason Taylor. And then uh, I wound up getting to know Jason and his mom um, He because he was a Jet. Right, right. We went to the championship game in, uh, I think, 2011-12. Yep. 11. And we got to talking, and, uh, yeah, I had nothing but respect for him. I mean, it was more, you know, lose. it was never – it never was nasty. It was right. always nah. – It's fan totally good fun. Right. But it was great. He responded to me, which was nice. I mean, you don't have to. And they did. And we used to go back and forth. When he'd come to the stadium, he you – know, we'd have some hand gestures. We'd have a – there'd be some <laughs> going on. Just a few. Just a few. It's all competitive stuff, but uh, I actually love Jason Taylor. So, and uh, I still and hate him to this day. They're great. They're great people. So they are. Well, I'm they sure. I'm sure he people. is. But I, as I, as a football player, he's the football player I've hated the most. Yeah, some player. Yeah. Plays all right. Ball. So, getting into yesterday's game, I, I wanted to start with you, Manny. All right. I, I've, I, you're the Dolphin fan on here. I am. And on social media, all I've seen. All day long is everybody discrediting the Jets because we beat the third string quarterback. So tell me, do you believe that because we beat Skylar Thompson or Thompson, whatever his name is, does it diminish the victory? Because, well, I'll let you get started before I tell you what I think. Okay. Um, does it diminish the victory? I say no. And the, here's the reason I say no. At the end of the day, the Jets did what they were supposed to do, regardless of our litany of injuries, regardless who's playing quarterback. Regardless of how many tackles were down, you're supposed to beat the team that you have the advantage over. Regardless if they have injury or not. Like if you're if you come in and you're the powerhouse and they're the lowly team, you're supposed to beat them. So I all the credit goes to the New York Jets for doing their job and winning that game. The other side, the other side of the coin is a lot of people try to hide the facts of what it was. Um, from a dolphin perspective, a couple of weeks ago, and you mentioned it a few times on Twitter, it was Oh, we were the Bills fans were using the excuses of their team being out. You know, I had a back and forth today with said Jets fan saying, Oh, Miami beat the practice squad. And I had to, you know, kind of inform him of who we actually beat because it wasn't their practice squad we were playing against. That offense was still fully high powered. But for them to come at you or any Jets fan and say, Oh, this win means nothing for you guys, it's it's just bullshit. Um, you guys definitely earned that victory against the Miami Dolphins yesterday. What about you, Ed? How do you think? You think that it's a little overplayed or or you think that, I mean, we, we just beat who was in front of us? Well, listen, I think I think the Dolphins are a good team and we're going to we're gonna get a chance to see them in the last game of the year and it's probably going to mean something. So mm -hmm. we'll feel about that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. I'm, I'm worried about my team. My team, you know, we did what we had to do. As far as the Dolphins, some of the Dolphin fans were telling me that when – uh, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Uh, I had a couple guys come up to me and say, well, this is the guy we really like. This is the guy. We think he's quite a good quarterback. This I'm guy. glad you said that. Huh? I never heard of him, but this is what I – and I'm only telling you that's what I heard from the yes. – no, we, we definitely, yeah. got, we definitely and, got feedback for that. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. Go for and it. I, I said, well, we'll we're going to find out, right? Mm -hmm. and it, bad. I mean, they didn't, they didn't lose because of him. No. no. Uh, I think their defense gave up 40-burger. I mean, they get mm -hmm. burger. So, you know, you, 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 the defense had um, – you had uh, – what's what's the kid? The two the, – um, Howard, right? He didn't play, right? Xavier, Xavier Howard. Howard. And Byron Jones also is still out. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big, uh, a big uh, loss. But, you know, in football, you got to play with who you have in front of you. So every week is another week. Correct. And the great thing about the AFC East – is we're going to get a chance to see one another again. And hopefully we're both in, you know, there'll be no excuses. And at that point, there's no excuses because it is what it is. And you're going to either win that game and go home or you're going to win that game. Well, hopefully we're both in there and we're both playing for a wild card or, or right. in a division. You guys beat Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo was a, that was a huge win. Huge win for the Dolphins. I never thought that was happening. No way that I think that was going to happen. And I got to give it to them. You know, listen, we hate the Dolphins. I don't, I don't hate them. I don't like them, but I don't hate them. Right. I, I just, you know, at this point, like to me, it's all about, well, I'm worried about my team. I ain't worried about, I ain't worried about the other teams. I'm worried right. 
And my team's either going to produce or it's not. I ain't going to make excuses for why we didn't do it. I, listen, you play who's in front of you. That's it. That's the way exactly. It See, uh, my thing was everybody was coming at the Jets for, for the victory. And I was annoyed. I was annoyed because I saw the same Dolphin fans telling Bills fans to calm down when the Bills fans were bringing up the injuries. Yep. And to the point that, that you brought up, Ed, I heard a lot of Dolphin fans that wanted Skylar Thompson instead of Teddy Bridgewater play yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and that was before Teddy got injured. They, they wanted Skylar to start the game. So when he came in, I figured a lot of Dolphin fans are probably happy right now because Skylar's going to get the chance because they thought that this kid might be special. And like you said, he didn't lose the game for them. He no. played decent. He managed the game. He put up 17, which is what I thought that Teddy Bridgewater was probably going to put up anyway. Yeah. You guys lost the game on the defensive end. Your yeah. defense is ass. But he so, did a couple turnovers. He turned the ball over in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. And but but th- but those were turnovers that I feel like no matter who was quarterback, his yeah. arm got hit by JMF. Yep. He, he yep. Sauce got the interception. Got yep. that forced fumble. Like that wasn't a, a he's a, a rookie turnover. That was a, the defense showed up and and gave it to you turnovers. Somebody's got to make a play. I yell at all when I'm on the stands. I'm constantly yelling at. Oh, somebody's gonna make somebody gotta make a play. How about a sure. turn? I don't I, I don't want to spend too much time on on Skylar Thompson, but I think and to, to Danny's point, there are some Dolphin fans that were like, Yeah, put in Skylar before you put in Teddy. Uh-huh. I think that's asinine. And just here's my feedback on it. We could go back to the preseason show me and Danny had where I spoke highly on Skylar Thompson, but m- me speaking highly on him was and I initiated the fact that my point was coming from against the competition he's played. He did what he was supposed to do and looked good against second and third stringers. But you can't gauge that based off of second and third stringers. And then, let alone, make a judgment call on Skylar Thompson. And I'm going to assume a week where he didn't get a lot of reps. He did most of the watching because Teddy was taking the majority of the reps. And then you can't judge him on that game either. I Again, he didn't play a perfect game, but he also didn't play a really uh, a really great game either. He was as middle as the pack as they come. And I think for the majority, I'm, and again, I'm hoping that I'm saying this right, for the majority of Dolphin fans, I think that we think that Skyler could potentially be a good number two, maybe even sneak into a, a good number one game manager. But right now, this is Tua's team, and there's no question about it. You know what? We, we go through this with every team now. With us, it was Strevla. Strevla had a right. With us, Mr. August. I hear all this nonsense. I hear Mike White. I hear all that stuff. Listen, you're gonna you don't draft these guys. I wanted them over Flacco, okay? I draft these guys at number two and in, in the first round, and you're gonna play somebody else. It's not happening. Correct. So, fan that feels that way, they're delusional. Okay. Because yes. they're not talking that's not the way an organization runs itself because they will lose their job. They will lose their job. They drafted that guy, the Salah and Douglas drafted this kid they're doing everything in their power to make sure to make sure he succeeds yeah so and that's the bottom line so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens as it goes well, well danny before you get into your defense showed up i you keep bashing on my team and i and i get it it's merited i'm not yeah. defending i'm not defending it but i will tell you you keep your team sucks you keep bashing uh, on my defense and it's just to bring up a point i don't know did you watch the all 22 because unfortunately i had to go back and watch the game again did you watch the All-22? No, I didn't have a chance to okay. watch the All-22. When you watch the All-22, I want you to just look at certain things. And Ed had the best angle of the game because obviously he was there in person. But this game started off 5-0 to zero in the first quarter, right? Right. We didn't, we didn't give him any, any touchdowns in that first quarter. The okay. second quarter was 14 for us, 14 for you. Fair enough. Again, then in the third quarter, zero points for your offense. And then long behold, with 10 minutes left, you guys put up 21 points. Now... Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, has the defense not spent most of the season on the field comparison to this offense? Look, I'm going to bring up something that I heard Ed bring up today on his Instagram. Sure. Old school football. You know how teams win old school football? They pound you. They pound you until you can't take it anymore. And that's why we put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Brees Hall, you got a dose of Brees Hall that nobody is ready for. This was his breakout game. And just wait. He's going to do this every single week with Michael Carter giving him breathers. 
every other play. Correct me if I'm wrong. I told you last week that the biggest weakness was going to be, because I saw it against the Bills game, was going to be both your running backs come out, coming out the backfield, and that's exactly what it was against us. But there's been a few teams that don't have a good run defense against us, but we still don't run the ball. But we yeah. finally committed to it. Yeah. And if we can do this all year long and just have Zach Wilson be a game manager, we have a chance to build. I don't want to say we're going to the AFC Championship. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm that we're going to the playoffs. But yep. the formula that we made with Mark Sanchez, his rookie year, where he was the game manager and we were just riding the running game with Thomas Jones, we can do that again. If our yep. defense steps up, and we can rely on the on the run game. We can make the playoffs. We're I'm not, not saying we will, but but we're we have a possibility. We're not going. Believe me, we're not going back to with Sanchez the way we with the, this with is, the running game. Listen, I love Mark. I loved Mark, but you didn't get a tattoo of him on your leg, did you? No. This, <laughs> this, this kid we have here. No, no, no. He's special. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Whole nother dynamic. And they are, listen, they'll always run the ball because LaFleur's offense is based off of, and he tells you, if we can't run the ball, we're going to have a hard time doing a lot of things, which most offenses feel that way. Okay. Because you can throw the ball, but listen, when it comes down to crunch time and when playoff time comes, you see how the game changes. Yeah. It does. And that's the formula. Zach is going to have plenty of opportunities for sure. Light up the league, believe me when I tell you I, that. I, I, I agree, but I want him to to Wait. progress slowly. Um, I don't want him to to drop back fifty times like they were doing with Joe Flacco a couple weeks ago. No, just I, just run it. No, absolutely not. But he's going to throw more than twenty one times. I oh yeah, no, no for sure, for sure. He's, he, you know, he'll he. An average game, they get about 60, 65 plays. Okay, that's the average. Not like the Buffalo Bills got 90 plays on a thousand. <laughs> hey. um, you know, when you get that kind of thing, you figure the kid's going to throw 30, 35 times. That's <laughs> what you should be doing. Okay? And I, I like that, and, and I look forward to that. But I'm okay with if the run game's working. Lean on it. Absolutely. One million. Lean on it. Like like yesterday, the Dolphins had no answer for Brees Hall. So lean on it. I'm in love when they can just beat you up. They that's they long for that. They yeah. will ask any offensive lineman if they want to pass block or they want to bull rush you and, and with the run game. Listen, they're all going to say to a man, I want to push you off the ball. That, it's mono we mono. That's the way it works. So that's just – that's the nature of football. So and we'll – where that goes, but there'll be a little bit of complimentary of a little bit of everything. The Jets got a lot to offer. No, and they have this young core that, that I, I'm just falling in love with. And I know most people are in love with them already, but you have Sauce Gardner playing like a vet. You have Brees Hall, which is fi finally had his breakout game yesterday. He looks like what we wanted Le Le'Veon Bell to be a couple years ago. Yeah. We finally got that in Brees Hall. Yep. We got Jermaine Johnson was in a walking boot. I'm not sure what the status is there. And then Garrett Wilson, I mean, he didn't have a big game yesterday, but when he gets the ball, he, he gets he get he makes things happen. So I feel like we have this young core with just it's like young players all over this place. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm yeah. excited. Can we, can we talk about something real quick? Because Danny knows I, I've I've been a fan of Zach Wilson. I think the kid has all the arm talent in the world to be special. My my biggest gripe with him has been once he puts this together with his arm, it's going to be a special player. Obviously, he's not there yet. Brees Hall did have an amazing game. I felt like we lost to Brees Hall and not the New York Jets. Hey, listen, he had 18 carries, 97 yards. He averaged 5.4 on the ground. I'm going to stop you one second there, sir. Yeah, yeah, go for it. The schedulers didn't do the Jets any favors because we played the Steelers when they had 10 days to prepare for us because they played Thursday night before. <laughs> they were picking we on played, you guys. We played you guys when you guys played a Thursday game the week before, so you also had 10 weeks Fair. to prepare to stop our offense. Fair. You did not stop our offense with 10 days to prepare. That has nothing to do with Teddy Bridgewater, nothing to do with Tua, nothing to do with Skyler, whatever his name is. You guys cannot stop our offense because your defense is ass. With 10 days to prepare, you weren't able to do it. Okay, so again, one player. Two catches, 100 yards, 18 carries, 97 yards. Danny, the rest of your offense didn't do anything. 
Do you need the stats? Because I could I could go down the list of stats of what your offense did. Your boy, if Garrett you wouldn't Wilson, have done it, it would have been Michael wait, Carter. Wait, three catches, twenty-seven yards for your boy Garrett Wilson. Corey Davis, two catches, thirty-eight yards. Again, you said well, yeah. Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin, which again he's been good. Fumble problems, but again he was shut down as well. You you keep bashing on the defense, and again, no excuses. But technically. You're one player, and I and that looks even worse for our defense that we got beat by one player. But I want to say for the majority of the time, we did a good job shutting down the rest of your team. It's just my point. Ed, I'm going to let you respond to that before I start yelling at him. <laughs> well, listen, there, there, there was quite a few contributors on big plays when it mattered. Yep. I mean, Braxton Barrios end around was monster. He, the, I, just, I actually talked to LaFleur about this after the game. I seen him. So... I said I loved his play selection and the way he set that whole thing up because they were over-pursuing, and you could see it. And, man, that was a great call, a great yeah. So there was quite a few plays there that other than Brees did. It was, there was some good plays. Like Garrett Wilson had a big first down on one yeah. of the catches. Yeah. You know, those all extend drives. And, you know, I do agree with you. It was we're having technical difficulties. Give us one second to get fired. Oh, we got him back. There we go. You know, I, I, I listen. I will not take anything away from Brees Hall. And if it works, hey, that's the way. That's the way the game works, right? Hundred percent. Play the Titans, and you see that monster, Eric Henry. Yeah. Uh, Eric Henry decide, and they're going to run him 25, 30 times. Guess what? Do I'm something a- about it, right? Do something about it. I'm with you. So that's the way it works. So that's well, that's. And- that's football. And to, to the point of Brees Hall, Brees Hall was the man yesterday. I, I can't yeah. deny that. Okay. That's why, that's why Zach Wilson only had to throw 21 times. Correct. But I need you to put some respect on the offensive line because that doesn't happen without the offensive line. And when you think about the injuries yeah. to our offensive line this year, we're down our top four tackles. You guys are literally playing tackles. No, I'm sorry, top three line. because Dwayne Brown came back. He yeah. played left tackle. Elijah Vera Tucker is the unsung hero of the season yeah, and could possibly be considered the MVP of the team up until now. Not because of necessarily his contributions, even though he has played great, but he's been a utility player. Last year, he played left guard. This year, they told him, you know what? We have Lankin Tomlinson. You're going to move to right guard. He played that for two games. He played great at right guard. Then they said, you know what? We need you at left tackle. Left tackle. He went and played left tackle. Played great. And then this week, Dwayne Brown comes back, moves to left tackle. So what do they say? Elijah Barrett Tucker, you know what? We need you at right tackle. He came. He played right tackle. He didn't give up any pressures last now, And you said that the Dolphins might get some pressure this week. Nothing. He'll be at center next week. That's the only position that he's missing. And he's doing a great job. Playing for Green, playing Green Bay. We're playing. Got it. We got ABT at center. We're, I, the, I, the next chance is going to be MVP. AVT. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. It's been that's it. I, I don't know how you're gonna get We're the word it. out. We're recording it right now. But we gotta get that going right now. We that's, we gotta figure that out because I'm uh, listen, I'm I'm only good for four letters, so those were only- <laughs> <laughs> pretty I'm, I, you know, mama didn't raise I mean, you know, what if I get to tell you? One but, point one point before we move on to uh to Zach Wilson. I know that one of the things you and I talked about was Greg Zerline, obviously, he only had the one field goal, right? But, Mike, you remember a couple of years ago, Danny, you and I were talking about our punter. I, I can't remember his name right now, but it, it felt like every single time we would punt the ball, we were pinning your yep. team or anybody's team in that 5-10 yard line gap. Mm-hmm. Brandon, man, four punts, 185 yards, two inside the 20. That guy was showing off yesterday. Well, the first two punts were inside the five, I believe. And everybody's talking about that blitz from Sauce Gardner that caused the safety. Yeah. Nobody ever brings up the fact that the special teams, the punter, is what kind of assisted in that. If he doesn't nail them into the two or three yard line, right. we don't get that safety. Brandon Mann created that play, the play before with that punt. So Brandon Mann, another unsung hero that absolutely, I'm pretty sure some of the people listening to this, don't even know who what his name was. Like they just know he's the punter. <laughs> uh, that but, punter guy. That punter guy. Yeah. Right. But I got, him. I got a story for you. Go ahead. The opening game. Look at Brandon Mann's punting 
against the Baltimore Ravens when we it was opened. horrible. I Listen, came and I killed them the next week. I was a raving man. I'm right behind the bench. Right. I, was, I was yelling at him. He wouldn't look at me. I was going, hey, I'm yelling. <laughs> All right. Michael Carter says to me, he's up. Fine, man, he's up. I said, okay, because I don't get derogatory. I just, I try to make a statement, and I know that I'm real. When I, when I do that, it's for a reason, because he was really destroying us. Him and Zerline yes. were killing us. Yes. And I oh. mentioned on my Instagram, I actually, if you go back, you'll see it. And, and you should have heard me on that episode after that, yeah. The following week, he plays Cleveland. He was one of the main reasons we won the game. Not only did he have a fake punt that he threw uh, the first down for, yep. he had side kick. He punted the hell out of the ball in that game. He did a bunch of different things. So what do I do the following game, Cincinnati? The first thing I do is I address him before the game, and I keep yelling, and then he finally looks over, and I said, you deserve that, bro. I said, you came back in a big way. You were the MVP yet last week. And yep. just he smiled. He was happy. You know what I mean? So you got to give them when you know what I mean? You got to oh, give, sure. give when the flowers are deserved, you give it to them. Yep. I don't cur I don't do any of that. That's all nonsense. Because he's still, 100%. still a jet. So that's hundred percent. Do it anyway. And- I just don't do that. So that's not something I do. I'm glad just- I brought I'm glad I brought him up because that was a good story. Well, and just like you, I killed him after the first week on this yes, show. Yes, he did. Yes, he and did. And then the following week, I came out and I apologized because he showed up. And well, since since that first game, I, I thought he was – they said he was hurt. They said he had back problems. I thought it was like an excuse. I, like, you can't have him. If he's hurt, and I yelled Don't have him out there. First game, I said, if he's hurt, get him out of there. I yeah. said, playing. And, uh, you know. Listen, I, I think he had a bad day. I don't think he was hurt. I think he had a bad day. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Danny, and you, you brought up receipts as well. That Again, I think you've been very fair when you shit on your team. But correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't I the one defending your Jets after week And more so, I was the one defending Robert Sala because you were, you were shitting on him as well. No, you have to understand. It's not so much that I'm shitting on him. I When you hire a defensive head coach, yeah. you expect – I didn't expect to be top of the league in defense last year because he didn't have his players. Right. But I look, if you're a defensive-minded head coach, you cannot be dead last in defense. I'm sorry. I don't Fair care enough. who you have. Fair if enough. You don't, I don't care who you have on your team. You cannot be dead last. So I, I wasn't shitting on him after week hey, one. Man. I was disappointed because it didn't look like anything had changed from the previous season. But I was the one defending him, right? Just fair point. I was the fo- I I was me. That was me, right? Okay. I guess. I guess you you thought I was I was attacking him way too early. Yes. But I went through a whole year of being horrible. So, I'm sorry <laughs> after week 1, I was highly disappointed. But again, I have no problem keeping the receipts and then apologizing after that's no problem for me. I'll apologize. I'm glad that we're looking better. Jeff Ulbrich, yeah. look I'm still not happy with the uh, how much rotation we do on the defensive line, but it, it's it's been working over the last oh, two weeks. Oh my so god! I can't say anything. I don't, Fireman, Ed, I don't know if you if you're gonna go back and see the game, but there's a play, and I and I'm pretty sure that once you watch it, Danny, again, you probably won't catch it, but you have to look for it. Besides Quentin Williams tossing Tyreek Hill like a rag doll, which <laughs> let's be honest, Tyreek Hill's like five nine, and Quentin Williams is a big big man. Yes, but there's a play where he rushes up the middle one-on-one with Connor Williams. And I swear to you, if you watch that play, you're going to see Connor Williams collapsing under Quinnen Williams because of the force he's bringing in. It's going to be the particular play where he actually wraps up Skylar Thompson's leg and he's able to dump it off to Skyler, uh, to Jalen Waddle for his like one catch of the game. But let me tell you, Quinnen Williams played big boy ball yesterday. He looked great for you guys as well. I mean, and he is our, he's our best defensive player. And that's why I've been so upset with Jeff Ulbrich not playing him as much because I feel like your best defensive player should be out there for a large majority of the game. Look, I know he's not Aaron Donald, but you know Aaron Donald last year played 90% of the defensive snaps? Yes. 90%? Well, right, Qu- right now, Quinn and Williams is barely at 60%. Quinn and Williams is near 60%. He should be playing 80% of the time. Okay. At least, at I least. Know. 
but he should definitely be playing another 20%. He should be playing at least five more plays. And those five plays could be the difference in the game. So he's and, making so much of a difference with the with the sixty percent that he's playing. Could you imagine him with an? I understand that they're trying to keep him fresh, but come on, man, he's our best player. Ed, as a person who's there all the time, and I don't wanna, I don't want to say you have a lot of pull in the organization, but I'm going to assume you have you have a little bit. You know, they they hear you out. As a person who's heard the defensive coordinator comments talk about his players being exhausted, so on and so forth. What's been your outlook as far as how that rotation is going? Because Danny's big, a big, he's been a big. Yeller, when it comes to the, the way the defensive coordinator is using your team, how do you kind of feel that they've been using their players correctly, incorrectly? Do you feel like they need to do more? What's your take on that? I absolutely agree with Danny, but here's my only other thought and the reason I haven't gone too crazy about it because we were only four games in at the time. Okay. I was like, all right, he's trying to figure out what, what works, what don't work, who, and it's the minus plus. Who's nicked up? Do we know who's nicked up? We don't know who's nicked up. Right, That's right. As fans, don't get really privileged with. For sure, for sure. Nice when you're in the hot tub and you know who the hell's hurting and who ain't hurting. Correct. So, um, those are all factors. So sometimes I don't open my mouth because of things like that. But yeah. I do agree with you, Danny, that he – listen – Lawson and him have to play more. They I agree. Have to play more, and I th- and I actually th- I didn't I didn't see the numbers for yesterday. I mm-hmm. did not see the numbers, so I'd be lying to, you to tell you the numbers. I didn't see them. I know they're, they're probably out. I just been running around doing a lot of crazy things today, so I didn't get a chance. But I'm normally very versed already on what happened. But I just happened. I dropped the ball as far as that, so I don't know the numbers as far as yesterday. What the snap count was. But um, I expect in the coming weeks that you're going to start to see him creep up into the 75% range, I think. I sure hope so. You're going to see. I do believe that. I think the two of them will wind up playing 72 75% of the time. I don't think automatically he's going to 80. But I think that it's going to start to, you know, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you because it, it it almost it has to when you see how well they're playing. Yes. Look, he's been playing great. Carl Lawson had a great game yesterday. Bryce Huff playing, he's playing well also. Jermaine sure. Johnson, when he's had opportunities, he's also performed well. So I, I get that we can't have uh, only four linemen play the entire game, but yeah. let's shorten up the rotation. We had like ten defensive linemen active last week. Let's cut that down to like Bryce, seven. Bryce Huff has got to play. Yes, they, yes. He's been playing have, great also. We have him in 12% of the time. I mean, he, I mean that's ridiculous. Hey, but, and, and he's producing when he gets on he there. He is. And I think you'll see that change. I, I really do as, the, as it comes along. I always feel like your team doesn't get their stride, especially when we don't have uh, preseason. I feel like at this point, in the as you see the years and you see these games go, it usually is somewhere around game six where you start to get a real feel. Oh, look how cute. Yeah, yeah it's my son. He decided to jump on a second. That's say, awesome. hi to fire, say hi to Fireman Ed. Hey, buddy. How are you, pal? <laughs> the little Jets fan in the making. I love it. I love it. Um, Hi, buddy. Like all the games. Like yeah, six games, you start to realize what you basically have. You'll start. Yeah, no, I I agree for sure. No, maybe eight games in, but that's what happens. All right, so here we go. We got we're three and two before the season. Ed, what were you thinking, more or less, as a like a five six game prediction? Where did you think we were going to be? Because I I felt like three and two more or less when we had a prediction. I know I, I was nowhere near. I was killing Brady Quinn for saying zero and nine. I wanted to have him on the show, you know. But Manny, you're, you're on mute. What, what were you thinking, uh, uh, Ed? I thought that, uh, uh, and I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I said if we went three and five after the first eight games, I would be thrilled with that. Okay. I'd be thrilled with three and five because I looked at the last nine, and I said now because we're a, we're a second year team, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are really in the system for the first time. Yep. When you look at the starters. Yep. And it's probably going to take us what I just said to you, six to eight games 
to really get yourself. So all you want to do is try to tread water. Maybe you steal a game here. You Keep get it at 500 more or less. And, and, and the schedule at the time looked like it was going to be a lot harder than it seems to be going. But right, that'll yep. with the team that you have. So like three and five would have been realistic for me because I felt like we could go five and four in the last nine. Okay. But, and I thought a, se- a, a, a season for us would be somewhere around eight wins because I don't know what we have. We got to see what we have. Right. And then, of course, you always can give one or two. Maybe you steal one or two. Right. Want to be really what I wanted? I wanted to be in late November. Say it. I wanted to be right there. When Say it. Out, maybe sneaking in for a wild card spot. Say say it. This is what my model this show is on Christmas Day when they give that graphic of the playoff teams. My my goal as a fan, what I want to see is for it to say in the hunt. Well, if we are in the hunt on Christmas Day, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, now you, you know you got to remember Christmas Day. You you only got two more games left. So to me, I was more when when December rolled around. I want to know that we're we're in that thing because you're really going to have about five games left. Mm-hmm. So now, it's not. Listen, you can't have everything when you when you starved for ten years with a decade of mis- just total disaster. Yep. Yeah. And just before that, you went to back to back championship games. Yep. Right. Yep. Got to go with the happy medium. I have to be a realist. There I you go. All my Preaching. I love them with all my heart and soul. But at the same token, I got to see what happens here. He sounds like us. He sounds like us. There's no, there's no consent. We don't know because what, what did I start to show with? We don't know what we don't know. Right. Because they're all young. They're all babies. They are. We don't know. We don't know. We hope. We pray. We we, we have to trust the system. We got to believe that they did it. Yes. In the beginning of the year, I looked and I said, wow, this could be. But then there's a lot of teams that feel that way. Correct. Well, everybody, everybody. That's the beautiful okay. thing about football. Every every year you feel like you have a chance. But now it's cut. Now you're seeing and now you're witnessing this guy stepping up. They're getting it done. And you're starting to something form here. You should you're at the most exciting part of football, other than obviously being a perennial contender. Yeah. The, one of the most exciting times is when you form a team that's young like they are, and you mm-hmm. look at this. This could be some. But then at the same token, you only have a window of about three years. Yeah. You three. Everybody starts to get paid. I say I, I want to say that the best team that resembles that recently to mind is the San Francisco 49ers because you saw that they went through a really rough patch of being not so good team, and that's putting it mildly. And then you saw that young nucleus just clicking, clicking, clicking. People into their third, fourth, fifth-year contracts, and all of a sudden, it clicked. And I think, and I agree with you, Ed, if I could see this young nucleus of a Dolphins team, and even, you know, just because I support Danny and the crap that he follows as well, <laughs> is putting that young nucleus of Jets player together. For us to be competitive within the vision and say, all right, this year it may be you guys winning, maybe this year it's the Jets winning, but to not see the Patriots up there anymore, for me, it's the biggest victory that I don't have to deal with the Patriots being the number one seed anymore. And now, granted, the Bills still look pretty goddamn dominant, if we're going to be honest. But it's like to know that our young nucleus could really get mesh well together, it's pretty exciting to look ahead to that. It is. I consider myself a realist. I do. And and for the most part, that's why Manny agreed to do a Jets show is because he knew yeah. that I wasn't going to be one of those outlandish Jets fans that just talks crap just to talk crap. And but, vice versa. Right. But um, being realistic, when I look at the upcoming schedule, yeah, the Packers, I think it's daunting in Lambeau Field, even though they're just coming off of the, the London game. Right. I feel like I feel oh, like you'll be at you'll be at, at Lambeau Field. Oh man. Oh, nice. I, I've I, never been to Lambeau. I bought those tickets the the night of the schedule came out. Yeah. They have released tickets yet. And I was I had three different devices with <laughs> and i eventually they put them on because you can't get packer seats let's say it's not easy to get packer seats that's one of the hardest ones 
So for now sure. I paid well over 500 for each one for me and my wife. And I'm eight rows up from the bench on a 50-yard line. Nice. But, but I, it cost me. It cost but, me. But let's but, look ahead to that, Danny, because to your point, um, well, the Packers uh-huh. game is pretty daunting, regardless of them losing to the Jets. I mean, to, to the, the Giants. Giants. Pilot choice. No, well, they, they had a lead going into half, and then they yep. kind of just gave it up. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't really have any weapons. He doesn't. Like, Randall Cobb is the his number one target, but Randall Cobb was good like 10 years ago. Correct. So I, I, I'm not really sure um, if, if I'm worried about it because it's in Lambeau Field. I mean, I guess I give them like – uh, a larger opportunity to win or, or a bigger chance to win. But I, I feel like the Jets have a chance. But I'm not going to predict the win. But after the Packers, we have the Broncos. Russell Wilson has looked absolutely horrible. Oh, that God, team terrible. has looked bad. Terrible, yeah. And, and then after the Broncos, we have the Patriots. Can't wait. Another, yes. And I, well, no, that's the one in – That's the one in uh, home. Okay, that's the home, yeah. Because I want to go to I'm, – I'm hoping to go to the one in the road, on the road, which is uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. But I feel like we have a good opportunity to go at least two and one in the next three games, which would put us at five and four. And we're five and four going into that Bills game before the bye. I mean, I mean, five and three, I'm sorry, five and three going into that Bills game. Like, I feel like we have a good opportunity to play some meaningful football in December. I I don't think I'm not being a realist because if you would have told me before the season that we're five and three after eight weeks, and then we see what that schedule looks like that second half of the year. You say, "Oh, you really do have a chance to maybe fight for a wild card spot." Because at I, that I, point, the, the schedule gets a lot easier. I think you're definitely being an optimist. But what about you, Ed? Oh, listen, I I, I watched the Green Bay uh, Patriot game the week before. The Patriots should have won the game outright in that game. They they ran the ball down the Packers' throats and. The Packers' defense has been disappointing. Keep the madman off the field. What I do like is I love our corners. I love our corners. So um, do I think we have a real opportunity to go up there? If you talk to me in the beginning of the season, I would say to you, no. You know, that's I agree. I agree. Schedule we're going, that's a loss. That's I agree. Mm -hmm. Because... Of what I see my team doing right now and what I see from the Packers, I cannot believe the Packers lost to the Giants. The Giants are not a good team. Like, I don't want to hear it. The Giants are not a good team. And that's <laughs> fine. I mean, the Giants beat the Packers. I mean, yep. I, I don't know how they did it. They, they talk about no wide receivers. The Giants ain't got no wide receivers. That's true. But they have Saquon Barkley. Their quarterback runs the ball more than he throws the ball. Yep. He runs the ball more than he throws the ball. Yep. So, I, I'm. Do I think we have a real, a realistic chance of going up to Green Bay and winning the game? One million percent. One million percent. Mm. Now, I like the fact that mm. you lost to the Giants, and you got a madman that's back there. Listen. There's a reason why they're seven and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. Half point favorite. Now mm-hmm. I think the line's going to go down. I yes, think I do also. Yeah, six or whatever. But do I think the Jets have a chance to go out of Green Bay and win that game? One million percent. Oh no, there's no question in my mind. Oh, I like that enthusiasm. One million percent. If if I thought it was going to happen, I would be putting my house on it. So I mean, I'm also a football fan. So yeah. now. I got to believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to have something to say about that. Yeah. So, and, you know. Well, and that's my worry. If it wasn't Aaron Rodgers back there and it was any other quarterback with the same team that's been playing for this last five games, I'd be like, you know what? I think the Jets are going to win this game. They got Jets four points because what's going to happen is the Jets' weakness is their middle of their defense. The Jets – all linebackers are not great cover guys, okay? And the safeties have played better the last two weeks. Yes, they have. Yeah. But if you ask me where our Achilles heel is, safeties. I think it's the middle of defense. I'm not sold on C.J. Mosley. So, Ooh, as, right as Danny's boy. 
As Danny's yeah, worried, he's, lo- he's lost. A, he's lost a step. He's lost a step. Obviously, yeah. When I watch him on film, now I didn't mm-hmm. get to this game today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but when I watched him getting blown off the ball like numerous times, numerous times, and that wasn't him. I seen him a couple of years ago when we first got him. Yeah. So I don't. That- that one Bills game that to open the year, he basically won those first three quarters for us by himself. But remember, here's the deal. I don't know if he's hurt. So I don't like to say – I'm not going to say he's done because I don't. maybe he's got something. something's up. You I don't, don't think he's done. I don't know. So uh, – but that would be my – if you ask me where our Achilles heel is, that's where it is. I, like I, it. Think it's, I think it's the safeties. Quan Alexander, I, I've been really happy with Quan Alexander. Maybe not the best weeks, coverage. Yeah. But let me tell you something. If a running gets out to the edge, he's hunting him down. He's. Yeah. I, I told you, man, last episode. Yes. I don't know who he's going to be, but somebody's going to get out to the edge, and Quan Alexander's going to meet him there. And I forgot who it was. Was it Tyreek Hill? He hit somebody. And he is violent when he makes contact. It, it was Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, Manny, if we win this game, we, we're, we're going to predict it in a second. But if we yeah. win this game, Manny, Yep. You said the Jets had absolutely no chance of being competitive in December. That's what you said at the beginning that, of the year. Yep, yep. Okay. I, I, all right. I can see where this is going already. Yep. If we win this game and we go to four and two, go heading into games against the Broncos, which we don't even know if Russell Wilson is going to play, and against the Patriots, do you still think that the Jets can't be competitive in December? Can this be a two-part answer? Sure. Okay. So – I'm going to continue being my disrespectful self and say, no, you're not going to be competitive in December. That's fine. Um, okay. I, I, I agree with what Ed said that looking at those final eight games, are there winnable games based off where we are, where you guys are right now? Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that point. But I think if you guys do end up beating green Bay or let's say you don't beat green Bay, but then you do beat um, the, uh, Broncos. the Broncos and the Patriots <laughs> and, then, and the Patriots, which again, the Patriots, to me, the Patriots are a very winnable game, regardless of what they did to the Lions yesterday, which I couldn't believe that they shut down the Lions the way they did because the Lions offensively coming into the game. Yeah, they were doing really well, yeah. We're, we're looking pretty good, but let's take it for what it is. I said coming into the season, Bills will be the number one seed. It's going to be a fight between two and three for us two, and the Patriots are going to be at the bottom of the barrel. If you guys end up winning any of these next few games, and now it's a real competition for that number two seed, for me, it's a nightmare situation because it's already bad enough. I got to deal with obnoxious Bills fans and getting tagged in Bills Mafia all the damn time. But now I got to deal with the damn Jets fans as well. Be like, oh, I thought we were going to be competitive and hitting me up in my DMs. But listen, oh, I'm, I'm keeping those receipts yeah, all yeah. season long. Selfishly enough, for you, I, I, I hope that it is competitive because if our teams could be competitive now, by all means, let them be competitive now. But the other 98% of me is like, Fuck the Jets. I don't want to see you win. <laughs> but no, like, honestly, like, well, would, I thought you were be being scary. really nice because when you said that you wanted see, wanted that for me, I do not want that for you. I do not want to see the Dolphins no, no, succeed at all. We okay. all know all that right. at the end all of the right. day, I am the nicer one. You know, yeah, for you, sure. You, for sure. Right. So, <laughs> but ultimately, it would be great if both of our teams were competitive now because it would just make our football that much more interesting. Something it hasn't been, like we discussed at the beginning of the show, for 20 plus years. Ed, did you know the last time that we had the Jets and the Dolphins play each other after week three that they were both at least 500 was in 2010? 2010, Ed. It's amazing. That's, that's how long it's been since both teams have been relevant at the same time. I'm sorry for cutting you off, Manny. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, but ultimately, if we could be competitive, it, it just makes football that much more interesting, especially for both of us because there was a time that we could talk crap back and forth about, oh, yeah, we're going to win this week. Or, no. And that's like, all right, we may win. I don't know. It's been a lot of years of that. So if we could get back to a point where we're both competitive going into games, I, again, I think that's good for football, having a real Dolphins-Jets rivalry again. All right, and with that, so let's get on to the, the, the actual game. I'll start with you, Manny. Yep. Manny, we got the Packers coming up. You saw them somehow blow this lead against the Giants who have absolutely – no receivers, like Ed said, but they got a running game. They got Saquon Barkley, and they somehow managed to come back and win that game. Give me your prediction for this Sunday, Manny. So, like Ed said, you guys, they're, they're seven-point favorites. ESPN has them at 82% favorites. Obviously, last week really? I told you. Yeah, last week I thought 
the reason that they only had us as a three-point favorite at a home game was because it was a push game. And that's exactly what it was. Everybody predicted the Dolphins to win. I'm like, Danny, I'm feeling some type of way about the experts all picking the Dolphins to win. I thought it was going to be a much more closer game than what it was, and it was for most of the game. But, Don't give me that shit. But, oh, I'm, stop being disrespectful. It's my turn to talk right now. All right, so I agree with Ed. Who is, who is that madman throwing the ball to? I think he's going to come into this game extremely pissed that he lost to the, to the Giants. I think he's going to have a good game. And God believe, I can't believe that I'm going to say what I'm about to say. But that score last week between them, I believe it was like 27-22, if I'm not mistaken, between the Giants and the Packers. Uh, yes. yes, because they, they allowed a safety on purpose to so then, yes. Right, so 27-22. I kind of see with the momentum that you guys have had over the last two games, with that suspect-ass Green Bay defense, Aaron Rodgers literally having a bunch of me's to throw the ball to and nobody real out there. Man, I see another 24-20 game and the Jets coming out on top. I, okay, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Manny. I, I really am. You, yeah. You've predicted a couple wins for us, and yes, you've been right sometimes. So so I'm glad to hear that. I want to hear what you got to say, Ed. What's your prediction? I think the Jets are going to play a real good game. Yep. I think they're going to I think they're going to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field um more than not. I do think he'll score points because he's yeah. Aaron. So I uh, I think that if we can hold them to 23 points we'll win the game and we'll win it 24-23 with a late field goal from Zerline with the kid taking him down the field to win the game. Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. So the Packers so far this year, they put up seven points against the Vikings to start the year. They put up 27 on the Bears, which are horrible. They put up 14 on the Buccaneers, 27 on New England in overtime, and then 22 against New York. Their offense has, hasn't been necessarily explosive. Like you said, I think we're going to use the running game a lot like the Giants did. If they had all that success with Saquon Barkley, we yeah. not only have Brees Hall, but we have Michael Carter yep. spell Brees Hall when he's on the sideline. I think we're going to lean on the run game like we did yesterday. And I think we're going to win this game with game manager Zach. We're not going to lean on him to, to beat him through the air. Obviously, Green Bay is having a hard time stopping the run. So let's just run it down their throats. Good old school football, close game into the fourth quarter. And then that's when we build a little breathing room. And I think, I think we win this game. I'm going to say we win 24-20. All right. So you're going with my score. Yes, 24-20. I'm going 24-20. So I think we'll be uh, 4-2 heading into Denver with – I mean, actually, I hope Russell Wilson plays because he's playing so bad. I'd rather play him than whoever the backup is. So we'll see how how things are looking after this. I want to leave you on this. I got a DM. I got a DM earlier today between me and another Jets fan. They're like, I'll take this win, but I'm disappointed that they won. Because the Dolphins were definitely at a disadvantage. I'm just saying, even other Jets fa- Jets fans knew what it was, Danny. Let, let's no, let's be out. clear. Let's be clear. Ed, I don't know if you've been following the Dolphins, but everybody's hyping up this explosive offense. Yeah. Okay. This explosive offense has put up 13 points week one. Yep. Had 14 points through three quarters against the Ravens. They yep. put up, what was it, 15 against the Bengals. 20, like you guys are not an explosive offense. If Tua Tagovailoa plays in yesterday's game, you guys maybe put up 20, 23 points. It's not like you guys are going to put up 40. You couldn't match the 40 that we put up. Tua is not that good. Wow. Is that what you think? That is what I think. He, sure, he looked good. He, he sure looked good when he was playing. He looked oh, good in the fourth you, quarter thank of you, the Ed. Ravens game. Uh, thank you, Ed. Fourth quarter of the Ravens game. Outside of that, he hasn't done anything that's impressive. Listen, you can say what you want. At the end of the day, when he came back into that Bills game, what did he do? He won the game for us because he put us in position to win the game. He, say he, what he, you look, want. You won that game because Josh Allen couldn't manage the clock correctly Whatever to end the half and to end the game. Bills Mafia now? now you're making excuses for Bills Mafia now? Is that what we're doing? He threw a beautiful pass to Waddle at the end of the game. Say and, it again, Ed. Say it again. And don't encourage him. <laughs> uh, Tua, Tua, Tua showed me a lot when he was in there uh, compared to last year. Look, uh, I agree. I, I, I think I think Tua is an, an, a good quarterback. Listeners, I, I think we should take what Fireman Ed as as the Bible and not listen to this wacker tune here. 
I just hope the kid, kid I hope there's nothing wrong with him neurological. For sure. And, and you know what? I want to beat Miami on the eighth with their full arsenal. I don't, there'll be no excuses. So we'll, well see. Well, that what. was going to, yes, I agree. And that was my original point that I was going to get before I, I got sidetracked. Before he went disrespectful, like he usually does. Yes. Yes. My, my point was, I'm upset that Tua didn't play because it would have been a lot, it would have been better to beat Tua. Because yeah. once you beat the third string quarterback, you know what everybody's going to say. Oh, but I think personally, quarterback. but yeah. I think personally, even beating Teddy Bridgewater would have been acceptable as well because he had ten days to prep for you guys. I so agree. I, I, I agree. I get it. I think a lot of Jet fans are also pissed off in the same position you are because they're like, "Damn it! Now they could use this whole third string quarterback excuse against us." So for the most right. part, I agree with you. And again, I did not use that excuse. Don't call out for me. But I think for the most part, a lot of Jet fans felt that way. They're like, "Damn, we wanted to beat Teddy Bridgewater, not this seventh round kid who hasn't faced a real NFL defense yet." Anyway, well, I enjoyed our conversation, fellas. As, as did we. You we guys, really appreciate you finding time to just join us today. You guys were great, and I look forward to uh, talking to you again. I, um, we look forward likewise. to having you again. By the way, are you coming to the Miami game as well before we let you go? I do not know if I can make that game. We'll see. Okay. Uh, but as of right now, I don't think I can, but things may change. I got some family well, coming, but we'll see. As another uh, another nice gesture of my part, I, I bring him to my season ticket game every single year that the Jets play it here at home. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I'm a nice guy. What can I say? <laughs> hey, guys, all the best to you. And let's, Likewise. Let's go, Jets. Let's go. All right. All, all right. Catch, catch you guys next week.